Action. I'm your host, Connor. Appreciate y'all checking in once again. We are four episodes deep, and we got a legit podcast now. Yep, we got something consistent, newly, weekly, episodic podcasting. I feel like I'm in the game now. I'm not no young rookie no more. Well, I guess I still am. I'm only a month in. I'm going to wait till I get to like 200 episodes to consider myself a seasoned veteran. I still got a lot to learn. I'm still trying to grow this audience. So if you could do me a favor, tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend that One Man Faction is going to be the fastest rising wrestling podcast in a long time. Mark my words. I don't care if you think that's cocky. I'm confident in it. One Man Faction is a podcast to watch out for. Make sure you follow the pod on all social media. I just changed my handles on everything. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all OMF pod. So follow at OMF pod and then like the One Man Faction page on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com. One Man Faction. Type that in your search bar and we are in there. I'm posting all types of content, funny videos, stuff I think should happen. Deep, deep, deep analysis. Some stuff that I may have forgot to discuss on the podcast, I'll throw it up on the Instagram page or the Twitter or the TikTok or the Facebook page, everything, and we'll break it all down right then and there. I really want to engage with the audience too. I answered back to everybody, so if you want to shoot me something that you thought I should have talked about or something that you may have disagreed with me on, let me know. I'm not afraid, you know, I'm not afraid. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. I just want this to be an open forum with all wrestling fans. Like I said, this podcast is for the casual fans and the marks. There is no discrimination toward anything. I want it to be an open community of wrestling fans and just grow it. So once again, tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow the podcast at OMFPod on all social media. And make sure you please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Help me get the word out. Help me climb those wrestling podcast rankings. I got a lot of stiff and tough and great competition. A lot of guys that's been in this thing for a long time that I respect that I'm trying to, if this podcast is half as good as some of those guys on the wrestling podcast top 10 list, I'll be happy with it. But I'm shooting for the stars. I just need y'all's help to help me realize that. So appreciate y'all once again for all the support. I just wanted to say it. Anyway, let me get off my soapbox. It's not why you're here. Let's talk about the week that was professional wrestling. Let's get into some outside the ring stuff first. Kane Velasquez arrived, does the job, leaves. He has been released from the WWE. I feel like Kofi kind of died for this man because... When Kane came in after Brock beat Kofi in like 10 seconds on the SmackDown premiere on Fox, and then he challenged Brock, laid him out. I really thought they were going to go somewhere with it. They had one match at Crown Jewel or Super Showdown, one of those shows they do in Saudi Arabia, and it wasn't even a competition. Kane got his butt kicked, and then that was the last we've seen of Kane Velasquez. They say he signed a multi-year deal. It ended up being a multi-month deal, and then that was the end of that. So he was part of all those roster cuts. Another name that just popped up is Curtis Axel. Axel Mania is officially over. He has been released by the WWE. Just another guy who um, may have been underutilized. The stuff he did with Miz and Bo Dallas, the B-team stuff, that was some of his best work he had in his career. I remember he came in hot with Paul Heyman. Well, I guess before that, he was in the, the new Nexus 
and he was on either the first or second season of NXT, and he was runner-up on that show. But yeah, he came in with the new Nexus, went away for a little bit, started calling himself Curtis Axel, aligned himself with Paul Heyman, became a Paul Heyman guy, took him to the Intercontinental Championship, and I really thought The Rock was going to be on the back of Curtis Axel, and it didn't materialize for him. Hopefully, he has some success. I have heard a lot, different podcasts and stuff, how he was a great guy to be around. He was one of the locker room leaders. He was just, he was just always a good worker, always had a good attitude. So hopefully he can bounce back. This was a guy along with Kurt Hawkins, who was also released. They had him work with The Rock whenever he came back for his WrestleMania match. So he was one of the guys that The Rock kind of rolled around with, got his ring rust all off of and stuff like that. So it's always good to have a guy like that. I'm not going to call him a good hand because... That's probably the most disrespectful thing you can say to a wrestler. You're a good hand. But, you know, he is a good guy that he that can be trusted in the ring that will not hurt anyone, works safe, and is very good in the ring. Good ring psychology. And I just really hope the guy bounces back, man. Another thing that kind of popped up around here as of late is I've read a couple of sheets. The WWE and Roman Reigns are kind of at odds right now. They're pretty upset with each other. You may know that the announcers are not allowed to say Roman Reigns' name on WWE TV. And it's going to be pretty interesting because apparently Roman has a Netflix movie coming out this month. So we'll see if the WWE even promotes that with this current situation. Obviously, we all know the story about him dropping out of WrestleMania. He was supposed to fight Goldberg, but due to COVID, he felt like what he had to do was best for him and his fastly growing family. He's about to become a father of five. Him and his wife are pregnant with their second set of twins, so he felt like the way he had to do was best for him and his family, and that is to not compete. Obviously, he already has a kind of compromised immune system due to him battling leukemia twice. I mean, there's no doubt right now that Roman Reigns is the guy. I mean, no pun intended. He is the guy in the WWE right now. If this plays out, and I hope it doesn't, but if it plays out where they can't come to an understanding... I can't recall a top star leaving. Maybe it has happened, but I can't recall a guy who's at the top of the card, face of the WWE, just leaving each side mutually agreeing to part ways. Not saying this will happen, but if it does, I think it will be unprecedented. This is a guy who does these make-a-wish wishes, and he gets sent all over media outlets to talk about the WWE and does all types of press. Right now, he is the face of the company. So if Roman does end up leaving WWE at the top of his game, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to be speculating where he should go. A lot of people don't want him to go to AEW because a lot of these fans out here, a lot of these uh, wrestling uh, enthusiasts, these people who have, who are, I like to call them couch wrestlers, like couch quarterbacks, except they're couch wrestlers. They say that he can't work. He can't wrestle. My opinion, the criticism he gets is unfair. I haven't seen him have a bad match with anybody. He's not my favorite wrestler, but I'm not going to just straight up dog him because I there are worse out there. People talk about he gets carried during his matches. I mean, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. He literally cannot be carried during a match. And I just, I never understood that. I'm sure it is possible if you got a guy who's super green in the ring and you have a veteran in there and he's kind of helping you through the match. Roman, you know, he works hard. He works hard. And in 2020, I don't think Roman Reigns is being carried in matches. But that's just my opinion. 
It's going to be a hot take because a lot of wrestling fans don't like Roman Reigns for some reason, but it's one man's opinion. Sorry the audio quality is kind of messed up. I actually recorded a podcast on Thursday. I listened to it back and I was like, I don't like this at all. So now I'm in my house with it on my microphone in my room with the door closed recording the podcast again. So yeah, that's Roman Reigns. We're going to move into some inside the ring type of stuff. Oh, it is mentioning, uh, I don't know if Vince McMahon is going to do this, but a lot of rumors have been swirling that he may sell WWE to ESPN. If you don't know, you probably do because you guys are all smart. ESPN is owned by Disney. So having Disney own the WWE will be definitely something that probably won't be best for business. Just because all the content on WWE, if you even go back to just the ECW days, the late 90s stuff that they did, that's not Disney. You can't put that stuff on a Disney product. If you want to talk about having a PG era, remember the PG era? We're still kind of in the PG era, even though there are saying some more S-bombs, I guess. The PG era, man, it, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the best time to be a wrestling fan. And if WWE does sell their product to Disney, ESPN, Fox is involved as well. I don't know if it'll ever be the same. This is a company who wouldn't let Lizzie McGuire, the, the new rendition of Lizzie McGuire that's supposed to be coming out. And this is me getting on my pop culture soapbox for a second. The new rendition of Lizzie McGuire is supposed to be coming out with Hilary Duff and all the original cast from the old Disney Channel show they had in back in like 2000. They said it's going to be too edgy for Disney+. Plus. So they just, they're not going to do it. Hillary Duff wants to get the show moved to Hulu so she can do the Lizzie McGuire that she wants to do. So if you think about that, if they think Lizzie McGuire is too edgy for Disney+, Plus, the WWE has no chance in hell, shout out Vince McMahon, you have no chance in hell of surviving this. But enough of that, let's go to Inside the Ring we're going to start off with probably the biggest shock of the week. Apollo Crews had a lot of momentum on his side lately, is now not in the Money in the Bank ladder match. He has suffered a knee injury, allegedly. I mean, I don't hope he gets injured, but I hope that they just didn't just pull him from the matches because they wanted to. But he's not in the Money in the Bank match anymore. And I, I really feel for the guy because I felt like after all this time of him getting moved around from SmackDown to Raw, back to SmackDown, back to Raw, back to SmackDown, now he's back on Raw. I felt like he's finally in a position to showcase his skills. Now is just taken away from him just because that somebody higher up doesn't want him in the match. Or if he really did get hurt, then I, I really do feel bad because that is, that's such bad timing, man. That is, that is such bad timing. I said it last week too. I feel like Apollo Crews did get called up. Excuse me, called over. They don't say calls anymore. I feel like he did get moved over from NXT to SmackDown and Raw way too early in his career. I only think he was in NXT for a year. I feel like he should have more time to build his character and develop and have some good matches with those guys down there. I think this is a time when Finn Balor was down there and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe was down there and Shinsuke. He could have some great matches with those guys. Just see his NXT career get cut short to move over to Monday Night Raw. It's unfortunate. Hopefully, this does not derail his momentum. So when he comes back from this injury, he can just pick up right where he left off. Hopefully, get involved in a good feud. Maybe with Andrade for that U.S. championship. Or maybe. Who knows? 
in the world championship picture. But let's talk about who should replace Apollo Crews. I made a video on my Instagram and I posted it everywhere. If you want to see it, at OMFPod. I made a video talking about how I think AJ Styles should get this spot just because I think it makes the most sense. Kevin Owens hasn't been seen since WrestleMania as well. Maybe MVP gets that chance to get in the match. I felt like MVP should have had a world championship run 10 years ago. Maybe Buddy Murphy gets another shot. Who knows? But they're going to do a gauntlet match this Monday. I just hope the right guy gets chosen to be in this match because the concept of the ladder match, climbing the corporate ladder in WWE headquarters is definitely interesting. And I hope that I hope the match is not a huge letdown. I really don't. I don't think it will because they've been doing, they've been killing it with these cinematic matches, man. They have been killing it. They've been bodying everything, man. Something I noticed kind of slight, Jinder Mahal is back. They called him, and I have never heard a superstar be announced as this, former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. I know he was making his big return. I don't know if they want to remind him that this is a guy that was a former WWE champion. Who knows what their thought process behind this was, but looks like Jinder Mahal may be in line for another push. He can go after Drew McIntyre for that WWE Championship once him and Seth are done. The story is obviously there with them two being in 3MB. And, you know, Heath Slayer just got released, unfortunately. But the story is there with Jinder and Drew. Just because they're two guys who got released at the same time, came back swolled up, kind of retooled and rebuilt themselves from the ground up on the independent circuit, especially Drew. And, you know, Jinder rebuilt himself in the weight room. He came back. Both of them came back jacked. And the thing with Jinder, I don't think... Because Jinder came back when Raw was kind of rebranding and retooling when the Universal Championship was first introduced. So I think Jinder was just coming back just to be another body, just so guys can work, just to maybe get newer talent over. I don't think they planned to use Jinder as, hey, WWE champion. And it just kind of happened. But I think they did have big plans for Drew whenever he came back because he did win the NXT Championship. Went on, made his Raw return with Dolph Ziggler, won Tag Team Championships, won the Royal Rumble, now he is the WWE Champion. Finally fulfilling the prophecy, so I would love to see the story that they could tell between those two guys. I wish it was in front of an audience just because I just want to hear the 3 and B chants. And this just shows anyone who maybe is not as high as they want to be on the card. If you keep working for it, like these two guys did, you can achieve anything you want, man. Anything. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Jinder Mahal. Also, MVP is interesting to me because I don't know what his deal is. Is he He's managing the team of Shane Thorne and Brandon Vink. Kind of weird to me because they've been catching L's ever since they've been on the roster. And he said that he has an eye for talent. They weren't even really making waves on the NXT roster like that. But, hey, neither was Austin Theory. In times like this... If you get opportunity, you better take it and run with it. And that's what they're doing. I don't know what the plan is with MVP and Shane Thorne and Brandon Vink. I just thought it was interesting when they came out after uh, Cedric and Ricochet's match. When MVP first appeared on the screen, I thought they're gonna. I thought MVP was gonna ask them to join his group of talent that he was putting. And I would like to see that. And you got MVP, Cedric Alexander, and Ricochet together, man. That would have been something great to see. That would probably have been the next big faction if they would have let it happen. I think the best wrestling show that happened this week, though, was NXT, man. A lot of stuff happened. Let's start off with my biggest takeaway from that show. 
We got the new Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae coming out as heels. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have my doubts about Candice. I said I don't see how she can be a heel. She's so likable. You know, pint-sized pixie coming out with all the colorful green gear and happy-go-lucky, always smiling. But she flipped that switch, man. I'm going I'm to tell you what. She has me convinced. She's not the pint-sized pixie anymore. She's the pint-sized poison. That finisher she got now where she steps on the back of someone's head and she calls it the wicked stepsister. I wonder if Becky Lynch came up with that. That she's she's very good at puns. So the wicked stepsister, the new finishing move for Candice LeRae. It looks devastating. I didn't really expect a lot. I was like, okay. Cause first I didn't think she turned heel. I just thought she was standing by her husband. I haven't seen a female superstar turn heel on a male superstar. I thought she was just standing by her husband. I thought she was just helping her husband out. She was going to go back to prancing down the ring, wearing her colorful ring gear again. But nah, man, nah. They have me intrigued now. And I would like to see them hold both the NXT and NXT Women's Championship, have like a power trip, power couple thing going on, and rule NXT with an iron fist. When they did, when Triple H and uh, Stephanie were Women's Champion and Champion, that was an interesting time. If we can get a reincarnation of that, I think that would be something we would all like to see. That would be made for some great TV. A big uh, week coming up next week. We got Charlotte and Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Io won that ladder match to get the number one contender. We're going to have the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream NXT Champion match. It's a stack show. Johnny Gargano is wrestling Dominic Dijakovic. And we're seeing the debut of, let me get this right. Karrion Cross and Scarlett don't know what Scarlett's last name is going to be. It may just be Scarlett. I'm happy for these two, especially Scarlett. I remember watching her a few years ago. She was in a Shasha Banks shirt, and she was about the job about the Nijax. And, yeah, she did the job. That match lasted maybe two minutes, and then that was the end of that. And she made a name for herself on the Indies with Killer Cross, now Karrion Cross. And now that they are here, I think they're going to have a big impact. They obviously... Put them in a feud with one of the top stars in NXT right now, Tommaso Ciampa. So I'm interested in seeing where this is going to go, man. I'm very interested. You know, I knew Scarlett was going to be with him because after Karrion beat up Ciampa, I saw a boot in the forefront of the shot. A lot of people didn't notice it, but I did. And I was like, that's a boot. I wonder if they're going to put Scarlett with him. And they did. I'm, I'm sure NXT knows what they're doing. I'm, I, I have no doubt Triple H, that he, know, he knows what he's doing, man. Morgan Rustin happened on AEW. Great match between Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. I did think, I did say before, I think Darby Allen should have been the one to come out of this tournament as a championship because I think they do need to start establishing new stars. But if you want to make a championship big, you put it on, I guess, your second biggest star on the show besides Chris Jericho, who's doing a great job of commentary right now. Cody Rhodes would be my answer to win this. I think him and Lance are very predictable. Obviously, they, they, you line them up on opposite sides of the bracket i'm like okay cody and lance are gonna they're gonna end up fighting each other and lance has won that match ever since he debuted on AEW, so we knew it was gonna happen i didn't know it was gonna have a title involved in it lance would be a good choice to win the belt my pick is cody my pick is cody just because i feel like he even said it himself he's the number one ranked wrestler right now and he can't challenge for the AEW world championship because he did lose that match to chris jericho that banned him from challenging for the world championship ever again. So this is what he has. This is all he got right now. The TNT championship. 
I'm excited to see what they do just because these are two of the best workers we have in wrestling right now. So May 23rd, Double or Nothing. Is it Double or Nothing 2? Or is it just Double? It may just be Double or Nothing. At Double or Nothing, they're going to fight for that TNT Championship. I can't wait to see what the belt looks like. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I have to go back and talk about that Lance Archer tightrope moonsault that he did. I don't know what I expected him to do. I thought he was going to take it old school like Undertaker does. But this man hit a full moonsault off the ropes and landed on Dustin. I'm like, what? Now, we're used to seeing big men do this like Keith Lee and Dijakovic and all those guys. They're flying around the ring all the time like they're 200 pounds. I don't know why. I don't know what I thought I was going to see from Lance, but it wasn't that. So I just want to talk about that springboard moonsault thing he had. Also, someone that impressed me on AEW was Wardlow. I've been liking Wardlow at least the last two or three times that I've seen him. He did lose his very first match to Cody in that steel cage, but he has been very impressive. He looks like a dominant force. Whenever him and MJF decide to break up or MJF turns on him, he's going to be a factor in AEW for a long time. Whatever that F5 thing he hits, I call it an F10 because he spins first before he throws him off instead of just throwing him off. So if that, that F10 thing he hits, man, ain't no one getting up from that. No one is getting up from that. The future is bright for that guy. If AEW signs a guy like Rusev, because who who can he put against him? Lance Archer's a heel. So I really don't know anyone you can put against him. I mean, Hangman's kind of tall, but I don't know what his status is right now. So if AEW signs a guy like Rusev, you can immediately put him in a few with, with, with Wardlow, and that would be money, money, money. I think I covered everything. There's something I did want to bring up. I've been watching the the Last Dance documentary over the 98 Bulls on ESPN. It's awesome, man. I was born in 95, so I really didn't get to see MJ's run like during my lifetime. LeBron's always been the GOAT to me. I know we're not talking about wrestling right now, but I'm going, I'm going to get back to it, I promise. But just seeing how MJ worked and what he went through, it, it was something, man. It was something. So this documentary has me thinking, who are the 98 Bulls of professional wrestling? And this is across all of wrestling. I'm not doing like part-time stars or stars from the past. Right now, who are the 98 Bulls of wrestling? I'm going to break it down who I think Michael Jordan is, who I think Scottie Pippen is, who I think Dennis Rodman is, and who I think Phil Jackson is. Who I got as Michael Jordan right now is the queen charlotte flair she's the face of women's wrestling right now she could be the face of all wrestling right now too 10-time women's champion one of the most naturally athletic women there is in wrestling right now i know she's rick flair's daughter it doesn't even matter her last name could be smith and she will still be that good charlotte flair can carry any promotion under any division and i got her in that spot under MJ. It's not Roman Reigns or anyone like that. Not Seth Rollins. Not Kenny Omega. Not Cody Rhodes. Right now, the MJ of wrestling, to me, is Charlotte Flair. Dennis Rodman, I got the Velveteen Dream just because I do think they have the same characteristics except without the drug issue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Velveteen Dream, eccentric character, man. Very flamboyant, obviously. I said it last week. I think he has the best idea of what his character is supposed to be. 
since The Undertaker. He has a strong grasp on what he wants to do with the Velveteen Dream. And he just reminds me a lot of Dennis Rodman. I wonder if he pulled any inspiration from Rodman putting that character together. I got the Velveteen Dream as the Dennis Rodman of wrestling right now. Scottie Pippen, that took me the longest to figure out because there's just so many guys who I could have put in that spot. But I think the Scottie Pippen in wrestling right now is going to be Johnny Gargano. Just because I feel like you put him next to anyone or you put him in a match with anyone, he's going to make that person look good. Just like Scotty made Jordan look good. Not saying that Jordan wouldn't have looked good without Scotty, but you have Scotty there with Jordan. Like, the sky's the limit. You put Johnny in a match with anybody, you're guaranteed a good match. I don't care who it is. The stuff he did with Andrade and Aleister Black, and especially himself with Tommaso Ciampa, the match he had with Ricochet, you put him against anyone. You may have an instant classic, no matter who or what it is. And as Phil Jackson, a lot of people think it's going to be Vince, but... I got the game Triple H as Phil Jackson just because of what he's done with NXT. I didn't mean to make this like an NXT 98 Bulls list. It just happened to turn out the way. Yeah, Triple H as the Phil Jackson of wrestling right now just because like Triple H, Phil Jackson has dipped his toe in a lot of stuff in the basketball world. Player, coach, general manager, president of basketball operations, all that stuff with Triple H you know, being a wrestler and now the... COO and running NXT and head of talent development and creative. Triple H got it right now. What he did, just like Phil, what he took NXT from what it was when it was a reality show and to what it is now when it's a legitimate third brand. People do not see that as developmental anymore. He took it and made it a legitimate third brand where people want to go and you're going to see the best wrestling no matter what. The one thing you can guarantee about NXT, you're going to see some good wrestling. So just like when Phil took the Bulls, even though the Bulls were good, but they could never get over that hump against Detroit, and Phil put in that triangle system, and it got it over the hump, and it got him six championships, Triple H has done that for NXT. My recommendation, if you are tired of watching wrestling, check out The Last Dance. It is on ESPN. They have aired the first four episodes. It doesn't just talk about all basketball. It definitely it definitely can be used in all types of sports, including wrestling. So I would definitely check that out. That's going to be it for me. Once again, my name is Connor. You can follow me at B-E-E-N-E-S-Z-N. That's Bean Season. That's all my social medias. And once again, follow the podcast at OMF Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, like the page on Facebook, just type in one man faction in the search bar and we're there. Appreciate y'all checking in. I'll see y'all next week.